Welcome to the CoinGecko Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Young. Each week, we'll be interviewing someone from the blockchain industry to learn more about this fast-moving cryptocurrency economy. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The CoinGecko Podcast is produced each week to help you stay ahead of the curve. Show notes can be found at podcast.coingecko.com. I highly encourage you to join our newsletter where we send out top news in the crypto industry every Monday to Friday. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Telegram at CoinGecko. Welcome to the CoinGecko podcast. For today's episode, we would love to welcome Chandler Song, co-founder and CEO at Anchor. Anchor is a Web3 infrastructure company based in San Francisco. He was named Forbes 30 under 30 and Data Economy 30 under 30. Welcome to the show. Hey, Bobby. Thanks so much for the introduction. We actually met in Hong Kong last year, I believe. You know, for the Forbes 30 under 30 uh, event. It's a pleasure to meet you. And then over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy that you have the time to come and explain to us about Anchor. I mean, I'm sure the audience at CoinGecko would love to hear more about what you guys do. Very exciting times. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I guess for the first question, right? Maybe, can you explain Anchor in a simple, non-technical manner to our audience here at CoinGecko? Yeah, I think, you know, for Anchor, you know, we're really trying to explain anchor as a verb, right? So we're trying to anchor the Web3 infrastructure for any use cases, including for developers, for stakers, and for enterprises that trying to use Web3 as a tech stack for their development and use cases. And, uh, you know, I think so far we've been providing not only node infrastructure for stakers and developers, but also at the same time, we provide uh, Web3 APIs, uh, endpoints to a few uh, very famous blockchains, including Ethereum, Polkadot, and Binance Smart Chains. And, and I think, you know, we just, uh, when talking about Anchor, uh, we want people to feel like this is a default Web3 infrastructure for any use case. I, mean, I was looking at Anchor's website yesterday. It seems to me like with one click, I can sort of deploy an uh, Ethereum node or Tomochain node and sort of run things with the node, right? Kind of decentralized things. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this year has been uh, very busy for us. Uh, I think starting January, like, you know, because of a lot of uh, the proof of stake based blockchain, we're coming alive, you know, whether they were experienced at the testnet phase or mainnet phase, you know, we were trying to support them all. Uh, it was definitely not the easiest job in the world to do. But, uh, you know, so far we are actually providing 48 protocols, whether they're proof of stake based or they are based on Ethereum nodes or they are proof of capacity based, such as we're supporting our weave and you know, we're also potentially supporting the upcoming Filecoin uh, CloudMine. How is Anchor doing? Like how many customers do you have? Like who are the type of customers that's using Anchor at this point in time? Yeah, so very good question. So on the, uh, we actually divided our product into, you know, categorize our customer portfolios. We have the consumers, we have the developers, we have the enterprises and the, you know, VCs and funds, right? So far on the consumer side of the product, we actually help you know, over 8,000 nodes deployed on our platform. We're serving close to uh, you know, 5,000 individuals on an anchor platform. In terms of enterprises, we're serving node infrastructure APIs for staking as a service companies, for exchanges, for wallet providers, for uh, data analytics companies who are uh, trying to query the, the blockchain data. One thing I'm very proud of is that, you know, Anchor is already cash flow positive. And this is something we've been working on very hard. Uh, I think one of the unique traits, I would say in the crypto space is like, we're not at all, you know, relying on just selling tokens. 
and then trying to compensate the team, we're actually, you know, having a, a good product market fit. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. Like, I mean, it's rare to hear uh, crypto token projects being cash flow positive. Most of them yeah. are, and, are winning cash. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, one thing that I want to add is like with the DeFi craze, you know, there are close to 10 to 20 smaller DeFi products getting Ethereum RPC APIs from us, which is pretty cool. And yeah. Yeah, a lot of potential growth for Anchor. Very, very, very excited to hear about the customers and growth that you guys have. Thanks. I and, mean, you know, I think overall, you know, we welcome competitions. I think competition makes us better, mm-hmm. right? We're constantly trying, you know, I think, you know, the overall company culture is that, you know, we're humble. We're always trying to learn from other people mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying to take out the bad and uh, learn from the best. Um, that's, the, that's the right attitude to have, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So one of my questions later on is like on how many coins you support. So you support 48 blockchains that's a lot of work involved to like understand i mean and each blockchain is sort of different to a certain extent right so you have to configure yeah. them all so i think i mainly want to categorize blockchain nodes into a two categories which mm-hmm. is staking nodes and developer nodes right so when you're talking about like a staking nodes you know you put your you put a certain amount of tokens into the address whether through a validation process or through a delegation process you earn um, tokens by staking Right. By uh, developer nodes, you know, we, we mean, you know, an endpoint to a full node through uh, API endpoints, whether it's RPC endpoints or using GraphQL. We are supporting those to chains that we feel like there are a lot of uh, development opportunities. So far, by 48 blockchains, we're really talking about like 48 blockchain types, right? But for each blockchain, you know, there might be a staking nodes or like two staking node types. Or, you know, there can be different endpoints to the blockchain. So in total, like, you know, I would say we're actually supporting close to 100 nodes wow. so far. And, and all this was added this year or sort of like was yeah, added I think, you know, over the years? Um, I think we really started the Web3 infrastructure product back in, you know, last summer, which is like last June, July. I think, you know, I believe our first supported blockchain was Zilliqa and Algorand. Back then, you know, when Algorand was just launching on the exchanges, there were, uh, you know, a lot of investors looking for the ability to deploy an Algorand related node. You know, so that's, you know, one of the very sustainable business for us in the early days. And what's the plan? Like, do you guys plan to add more, like, towards the end of 2020 and next year? Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, we don't just want to support a node. Like, you know, when we do have our internal criteria when selecting a specific blockchain node that we want to support on our, on our Anchor platform. One thing that we look at is like the community, right? For staking nodes, we're especially looking at the community, whether, you know, there are enough validators to help support the blockchain ecosystem. We, uh, when talking about, you know, a full node support, you know, we're mainly working with a blockchain that has a massive developer community and also tons of applications, wallets building on top of those. I think those are important points, like because supporting a node is no easy task. Like, and if there's no developer community or there's no one interested in the blockchain, then it's just sort of a waste of effort that could be used to focus on some of the blockchain, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I think, you know, there were some companies approaching us, you know, for the past, I guess, eight months or so, you know, say, hey, guys, can you support us? You know, we're willing to, to pay you guys even uh, to support our blockchain. We said, hey, but what's the point, right? Like, you know, there's no developer community. There's no validator community. Like we want to 
support, you know, I would say, quote unquote, meaningful blockchains out there. Right. So I think that's definitely, you know, one of the highest priority for us. But as far as I remember, like when Anchor first came out, uh, I think in 2019, I believe, the idea that you have currently is not exactly the same as what it yeah. was before this, right? So yeah. I believe you guys did some sort of pivot. What was the original idea and how do you yeah, I mean, the current iteration? Yes. So I think our technology stack changed for sure. We did have a pivot, but, you know, our vision stayed the same. Like from the very start, you know, we, we want to be the infrastructure provider for blockchain, right? But before we went to, you know, a different route and we admit that was uh, probably not the most ideal route we should have gone. Uh, you know, we were promoting our consensus protocol, which is proof of useful work. It was, uh, it was uh, highly relying on the use of Intel HGX and trusted hardware, which, you know, uh, till today, I still haven't seen a lot of adoption on these type of enclaves type of technologies. You know, we actually work with a lot of data center providers in the space, you know, in the cloud space. And even, you know, some of the largest providers don't have those capacity. So, yeah, so the pivot uh, was actually, you know, somewhere around last spring, summer-ish. Right? We really tried to uh, bootstrap the new product because, you know, yeah, I think business always evolve, right? Yep. So uh, I believe, you know, we did the right uh, pivot. And because, you know, we're seeing a product market fit right now with, you know, the current trend of proof-of-stake based blockchains with DeFi products with you know tons of tons of uh, you know exciting opportunities happening on in the crypto space yeah i definitely agree like the current product that you have on anchor like i feel there's a lot more product market fit that is probably something that like if i want to spin up a node like it's just i will go anchor and just with a few clicks i can spin up my node for whatever blockchain i have and my next question i guess i'm curious is right so i mean node infrastructure providers Especially for Ethereum spaces, I would say the default for most developers is to plug into Infura. And lately, yeah. I've been seeing a lot more providers out there like Alchemy has been gaining market share. And I recently, I heard about Pocket Network. So I guess my question is, how is Anchor different from these players? Are they in the same space or are they completely different things? Yeah, great question. Great question. So, you know, we are actually, uh, first of all, I want to say they're all great companies. They're all great companies. They have great products. You know, when, you know, I, I was actually remembering, you know, the, in the early days when I was uh, deploying my own smart contract, I was relying on Infura services, right? I have to admit. And then we realized, you know, I think Infura service for sure, you know, they've been, you know, a long supporter of Ethereum blockchain, right? They support their full node endpoint. And also they, if you pay, I believe it's $250 per month, you know, you can get an archive node, which usually for a developer takes for forever to sync up. And, uh, you know, I, I see on their website, they're supporting IPFS APIs, which is pretty exciting. As many of you guys know, like the Falcon is launching and IPFS will be slowly transitioning to the, to the second phase. Personally, very bullish on that as well. Yeah. So I think for the real difference between Anchor is that between Anchor and Infura or Alchemy is like, you know, we not only support Ethereum blockchains, but also, you know, like I said, 48 plus blockchain protocols. We don't believe that uh, Ethereum will be the only e-app development blockchain in the future, right? I'm personally also very bullish on the entire Polkadot ecosystem, right? We've been, you know, talking with a lot of Polkadot developers in the space, especially from our experience working in the Polkadot bootcamp uh, in Shanghai. And I think I also want to mention, you know, two companies, Bison Trails and also uh, Block Demon, you know, all very great companies. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the difference between us and them is that we're really not like relying on centralized cloud servers. 
yes, we can. But you know, we really from the get go, like last year, we really tried to uh, leverage our tech stack to not only increase the performance but also save cost for developers and stakers. It's interesting that you brought up that you guys don't use centralized servers and your services are about uh, cheaper are cheaper than the rest of the providers out there. I remember reading on your site that it's mentioned that Anchor is 80% cheaper than public cloud. So my question is, how is that possible? And my thought when I look at Anchor was that nodes are running on public clouds like AWS. So I'm wondering, like, how do you make it significantly cheaper? Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, from just, you know, working in this space for a very long time, I don't see any problems deploying a blockchain node in centralized cloud services. I think it's totally fine. I think, you know, the term decentralized might be confused sometimes with uh, distributed, right? So I think, you know, at Anchor, our mission is to not only serve the crypto community, but at the same time, we're trying to serve enterprises that have not been, you know, previously into the crypto, but also suddenly want to adopt the Web3 stack. Like, they are very sensitive about their securities, right? We do provide two types of services, which is, one, there is a decentralized protocol for the node marketplace. But at the same time, there's also this anchor managed service for enterprises and all that. And then enterprise services as run on, you know, a globally distributed network of data centers that we built from the beginning, right? Some of them, you know, we have our own servers. Some of them, you know, are run by our partners like Lotte. We have also some partners like DigitalOcean, you know, the program. Telefonica, you know, we all have this, the, the, you know, the lines of partnerships that are willing to work with us. So yeah, and then we have our own cluster management, which saves a lot of cost for our clients uh, for deployment and DevOps. Essentially, you have partnerships with large data warehouses around the world, like not just AWS, but DigitalOcean and Telefonica yeah. and the rest. And that allows you to get cheaper access to server, I believe. But you mentioned as well that there is a distributed node service. So how does that really yeah. work? Does that mean that if I have a data warehouse, I can sort of offer my extra yeah, capacity exactly. to run blockchain nodes? Yeah, it's, yeah I think this is uh, something you know, I definitely want to mention big time in this podcast is that you know, we're launching a pretty exciting product called Staker. It actually spells S-T-K-R. When we first launched, we thought the brand is really important. You know, we want to be consistent with the overall Anchor brand. So Staker is actually, it's a fully decentralized protocol, right? By fully decentralized, it's like we're really trying to balance the equations for people who have Ethereum, but do not have the capacity to deploy a node or do not have the knowledge to deploy an Ethereum node. Mm -hmm. And then to match those with people who have been technical driven, who do have the server capacities, but just don't have Ethereum, right? And like I said, you know, we're working on this product. This product is actually, we definitely plan to release this, you know, way before the Ethereum 2 mainnet launch, uh, which I predict is going to be towards the end of this year, if not maybe early next year. So this protocol is actually, you know, uh, containing three parts, right? We mainly have three players in this ecosystem. We have the stakers who have the Ethereum coins. We have the providers. And also a very important part of this ecosystem is, of, of course, the governance, right? <laughs> the governance is responsible to tuning the parameters, you know, the fee structures, also, you know, entries to the ecosystem. Uh, I think we want to open this up to the community and, you know, we want this to be fully controlled, not by us, by the company, but also, you know, everyone who are willing to join the governance structure. 
So you know, we've seen a lot of successful governance model in DeFi space, but we definitely want to have this, you know, and then realize the true spirit of crypto economy. So this take a product and the governance structure is not live yet, I believe, but it's planning to go live sometime in Q4 before yes. EVE2 yes. launch, right? So, mm-hmm. so let's kind of walk me through an example, right? So I have 32 EVE, let's say, to run like a validator node on EVE 2.0. So what happens? I go to Anchor, I spin up a node, and then I pay some Anchor tokens to spin up a node. And then with that node, I can stake my Ether in that. Yep. Yep. So in order, so let me start from the, the provider first. Okay. So in order to be eligible as a provider, you need to stake Anchor tokens. I think this is actually, you know, the second wave of value capture for our tokens, right? Before we only used Anchor as our payment system, right? But right now we're truly capturing the value of Anchor tokens. So first is Anchor token will be used as an insurance token to ensure that the providers is not messing up with their nodes, you know, and then stakers will be properly compensated for, uh, you know, the slashing events, so on and so forth. Now, the second utility is, of course, a governance token, right? So the governance utility, you know, if you hold enough anchor token, you can join the governance and then tune um, parameters, you know, allow new providers to join the ecosystem, kick out any bad actors in the space, right? I think we're trying to introduce the the entire uh, governance structure pretty soon, but it's definitely more than that, what I just said. And the third utility is actually, you know, we're actually looking into staking liquidity for their staking rewards. As many of you guys know, the uh, Ethereum 2.0 will not be compatible with Ethereum 1 for a very long time because they're migrating the chain to a shard eventually. So the transaction function on Ethereum 2 will probably not be live until I would say late 2021. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, during this year, if you're earning staking rewards, you actually cannot sell it, right? So Anchor token will be used for you know, staking liquidity to provide staking liquidities for people who earn staking rewards. And I think you know, it's a good price discovery for the Ethereum 2.0 staking. And if I want to run this, I have to stake my anchor tokens to initialize a node, right? That means if I stake, I technically don't pay for the node or? Yeah, I think you know, right now there are some details to be finalized. But okay. Right now we're, we're thinking of two structures. One is if you pay directly with your anchor tokens to the providers, then that would be considered like your node fee structure, mm-hmm. right? Or if you stake enough uh, anchor tokens and then the staking is generating enough rewards, your staking rewards will be paid okay. to the provider. Okay, yeah. sort of clearer to me now. And mm-hmm. I, I was reading about staker, the medium post that you put up recently, that, that I see there is an element of micro staking because not everybody has 32 ETH to stake and maybe somebody has like 0.5 ETH or 1 ETH, like, sort of like creating a mining pool of sorts is a staking environment. What do you think is going to happen? Like, do you, I can foresee that many other players will also offer this micro staking element. Do you think it's going to be competitive as we gear up towards the launch of ETH 2.0? I mean, of course, I mean, everybody is like, you know, right now I would say all eyes on Ethereum (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. But in my honest opinion, I think it's going to be a fair uh, competition. You know, I think it's going to be uh, not only on the product side, but also marketing, developer relationship. There can be a lot of uh, factors into this competition. So uh, I'm definitely aware of Rocky Pool. It's a pretty cool idea. And I think especially on the micro pool side, you know, we're a little bit similar to what Rocky Pool is doing. 
But you know, I think uh, at the end of the day, we're even trying to provide a mobile app for people to participate in Ethereum staking. Like, I think you know, for the longest time, our philosophy to the staker community is that we want to be as user friendly as possible. I think you know, we've sort of like creating this brand name of like one click node hosting for staking. Yes, yeah, so we want to help. You know, when sort of thinking about the product strategy, right? We're looking at different target audiences, right?、Mm-hmm. So for Ethereum 2.0 is definitely going to be, you know, one of the well, I think it's definitely the largest staking events ever happening to the crypto space. So you have some large VCs funds. I doubt they will go with this decentralized structure. I think they care more about their key management, which you know the、uh, the anchor the current anchor enterprise product will、uh, provide their services for. And、uh, you know, looking at the、uh, community, you know, there are so many people who want to stake, and then who do not have thirty-two Ethereum. They will be able to form a group of pooled investors into one node, and then you know, everything will be executed through a smart contract instead of putting the trust into Anchor. And do you facilitate the group of people to come together and form thirty-two ETH, or is it kind of like you just send your ETH to Anchor, and then you guys will just Collect the first thirty-two and form a node, and then the next thirty-two, a second node, and so on. Yeah, I think right now we actually, in our internal discussion, we actually plan to support both ways. Okay. Right. We have an automated matching making,、mm-hmm. right, for people who have like one Ethereum to two Ethereums, we just match them together. If they don't want to be pulled together with people they don't know, you know, <laughs> if they just simply want to pull with some friends, yep, sure,、uh, we do provide the capacity. Yeah, because I can imagine, like, I mean, not in the immediate term, but once like transfers on ETH two is allowed, and then some people like、mm-hmm. I stake like five ETH, and then like I don't know, one month later I want to pull out, and then what's going to happen to the node? The remaining twenty seven ETH is still. Yeah,、legit. I think you know, in order to join, you know, the pool to form one Ethereum node, I think the pool participants need to come to a consensus, right? They、mm-hmm. need to get in at the same time, and of course, trying to get out at the same time. But of course, like I said in our last conversation, right. We're really trying to provide staking liquidity. Of course,、uh, we're trying to help users who want to get out early the ability to sell the rights、mm-hmm. to the staking rewards. Right?、Mm-hmm. We're really trying to tokenize、uh, the rights to staking. All right. Um, 2020 has been a crazy year. So I guess, what's the plan for Anchor as you gear up towards the last quarter of 2020? I mean, 2020 has been you know a, a <laughs> roller coaster ride. It's just simply crazy. The world is changing at a pace I personally have never imagined. I think you know we're constantly growing. I know you know a lot of companies are laying off、uh, during this COVID nineteen situation, right? But、uh, we actually grew our team members from twenty five people. We actually doubled our headcount over the past eight months, right?、Congrats. We grew from a team of twenty five to now you know somewhere around fifty、uh, three people, right? You know we really have a a kick ass team. I love our team. And we are definitely a world, you know. I would say a family. And moving forwards, you know, I think in terms of the blockchain nodes side, you know,、uh, for the we definitely want to support more、uh, meaningful blockchains. You know, our goal is to support them all, right? And in terms of enterprise sell, you know, we're actually、uh, ramping up our efforts to sell more nodes, offerings, or even like you know, in general, like the Web three infrastructure in general to the likes of exchanges. Wallet providers, custodian providers, and more. Right. We recently launched, you know, our partnerships and our client relationship with some of the largest、uh, exchanges and wallet providers in the world. Definitely very excited. 
also, you know, very importantly, very excited for uh, Ethereum 2.0, the upcoming Filecoin uh, mainnet launch. I think, you know, there are a ton of things happening to this space. And I wish, you know, we have more time, you know, yeah. uh, we, I, I wish we have like 25 hours a day so mm-hmm. I can do more things. Yeah, likewise, I'm, I'm very excited for ETH 2.0. I think all of us in crypto are very excited for ETH 2.0 and Filecoin, definitely. I mean, we've been talking about Filecoin for like, I don't know, God knows how many years now. I really <laughs> hope that it comes out. Yeah, I guess my last question to you is, uh, if someone's interested to learn more about Anchor, where's the best place to follow and learn more? So like I said, you know, this is a great start. You know, I haven't been out there for a very long time. Of course, uh, it's definitely to, uh, you know, be on this uh, show, right? Thanks so much, Bobby. Definitely want to be present uh, more often going forward. You know, I think for the past year and a half, just, uh, you know, uh, heads down, uh, building products, building the team. Yeah, it's, it's time for us to get out, you know, spread the words uh, of Anchor. And in terms of social media wise, we have a very active Telegram channel. We have a Twitter channel. We have a Medium channel. Our CMO, Marco, is updating very frequently. Trying to expand to more channels, to be honest, uh, you know, especially going forward, you know, I'm pretty interested in exploring, you know, the Ethereum developer communities on uh, Gitcoin. I think it's a great community and uh, something, you know, we want to offer our product and services. Cool. Thanks a lot for taking the time to explain to us everything about Anchor. I think I definitely learned a lot and I'm pretty sure everyone listening on the show will learn a lot about Anchor as well. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Very excited about uh, where this space is going. You know, I think my final words would be, I think, you know, being in this space for uh, three years, three and a half years, building the product services for the blockchain industry. I feel like I'm being rewarded, not because Bitcoin is rising, but because more people are realizing the true potential of blockchain and crypto. More people are building meaningful products on top of blockchain. This is especially, you know, when building Anchor, you know, we, all of us, you know, team members feel so excited about and definitely looking forward to the future. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the future as well. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Bobby. All right. That wraps up the show. Thank you for listening to the CoinGecko podcast with Bobby. If you like our show and want to know more, check out podcast.coingecko.com or please leave us a review on iTunes. If you have any feedback, do drop us an email at hello at coingecko.com. Join us for more next week. See ya! This podcast is provided as part of the overall information on cryptocurrency contained on our website, is for your general information only, and does not, howsoever, constitute any endorsement, financial or investment advice, nor any solicitation or offer of securities or other financial instruments. CoinGecko and the podcast presenter makes no warranties, implied or express, of any kind in relation to this podcast including, without limitation, the accuracy and updatedness of its content. All opinions and recommendations therein the podcast are based on the personal opinion of the presenter. Please conduct your own research and procure professional advice should you, at your own risk, decide to howsoever invest or trade in relation to the content contained in the podcast.